The Mariners have interest in a few players around the league that we need to talk about. Shohei Otani signed a $700 million contract. Thank you for watching episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode of the Hit It Here podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm here with Joe. Joe, how are you? I am doing very, very well. You know, I had a great live stream again on Sunday, so that was very exciting. We're on the road to 10K. You guys are watching. Make sure you're subscribed. Do that, please, because it'll make us very happy. And obviously, if you're listening on the audio end, leave a review. Five stars. Be greatly appreciated. The trade targets, right? One came out yesterday, today that, you know, we're recording this. Josh Naylor for the Cleveland Guardians. And, you know, there was, I feel like there's been kind of touch and go with the Guardians and whether or not they'd want to trade him. And I find it interesting only really because of his, their brothers, or are they cousins? Is it, is Bo Naylor his brother? I, I believe so, yeah. Why, like, why are we trying to break up the family? That, well, is, I mean, that doesn't be seem fair, right. There are no indications that the Guardians are willing to trade him. Sure, like, it is well, like, I don't it's, think anyone, yeah. it's just a rumor. I guess know? that's fair. There, It is just all speculation, and Lord knows the the reports going around this offseason are totally 100% trustworthy because a lot of them totally haven't just been speculative jargon. If I'm being honest with you, I'd probably rather place a bet than trust a report coming out from anybody other than Jeff Passon. So a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. If you want to place a parlay or just do a straight bet or even cook up a same game parlay, Bet Online is your place to go. They've got NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, and they're all in full swing. So if you want to put some money down on the Hawks in their final stretch of the regular season, or maybe place a bet on the Huskies in the college football playoff playing in the Sugar Bowl, or even bet on some Kraken hockey, baby, you can do it on Bet Online. It's your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. They've got both desktop and mobile access at any time. So if you're like me and you're watching sports on the couch a lot, you can place a bet from your phone with ease. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now we're starting with Naylor here just because that's the most recent rumor. It's the it's the freshest one. Yes. Naylor. I hardly know her. <laughs> Super serious. And with regards to that, I think it makes sense that the Mariners would go out and try and get, I don't want to say a replacement for Ty France, but the Trade Rumors article that came out yesterday hinted at the fact that the Mariners were, have moved on from Teo, Gino, Kelnick, whatever, and that this would be this would create an avenue for them to trade Ty France as well. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think Naylor and Ty France can coexist on this roster pretty soundly. I think it could be the original idea that the Guardians had when they signed Josh Bell last offseason of having Bell take one day at first base and then Josh Naylor take the second day, you know, back and forth, rotating DH door. And if Mike Ford was a better fielder, I think that would have been the Mariners case last year as well. So I think they can coexist, but what do you, you know, is that anything at the end of that article saying that they could trade Ty France or like, what do you, what do you make of that? I, for what? peanuts like what are you getting for trading ty france sure. you're getting nothing in return after this year yeah so i i don't see the point in getting josh naylor who yeah you can put up first base but you could just have him and ty france both either play first base or dh they can yeah. both still be in the lineup every day and i like naylor quite a bit his splits aren't horrible and i think that overall he fits the team quite well obviously 300 hitter last year 20 home runs big power for him 
And I think that he he's going to be 27. The Mariners would only have him for the next two seasons, so it's not like a long-term thing. It's not like the, the Reds players or anything like that. Yeah. And so I think that he him and Ty France would be fringed at the same time. So it's like afterwards, but the package is what I find the most interesting as to what it would take to to acquire Josh Naylor because I rightfully so the Guardian should be asking for a lot. A de- yeah, like a decent chunk of change. You know, he's young, he's decently controllable. Like you're saying, until 2026, he is coming off his best year. I would say, as far as you know, major league performance is concerned, he put up a 133 OPS plus. He hit 308. 354, 489 with an 842 OPS. He only hit 17 home runs, but the Guardians just weren't very keen on hitting home runs at all last year. He did drive in almost 100 RBI, right? And a pretty, I want to say like, had a word and then it just escaped me. A pretty inept Guardians offense, if you will, in terms of putting up runs. So I think with better players surrounding him, not to say that, you know, Jose Ramirez is any slouch, but I think the Mariners could provide a bit more protection around Naylor in general. But I also, I kind of view this season as an outlier in terms of the average production anyways, because he had never hit above 256 Mm-hmm. Uh, in a full season before last year, and then he goes out and hits 308. So I think it's almost like the inverse Ty France season that Naylor had because, you know, it's traditionally like a 260, 270 hitter, jumps up to 308. That's the kind of step I wanted to see out of France last year, but instead it went the other way. And so as far as like a package, I mean, if they're trading Shane Bieber, which I think all signs would point that the Guardians are probably going to want to trade Shane Bieber at some point this offseason because if they don't see themselves contending, if the Tigers kind of like leapfrog them a bit and then the Twins are still right there, maybe they want some young pitching. What? Forgot about the Royals, <laughs> the, bro. The, the, They're <laughs> winning the World Series. I told you this. I know you did. I know. I know. You cooked during the free agent predictions. I get it. But yeah, I just, I, if the Guardians are looking to retool, and obviously they've got a great pitching lab, you know, Tanner Bibby, Logan Allen, etc. They want to add to that starting pitching core. I mean, it makes sense that Naylor probably could cost you a Miller or a Wu. Like, it's not as premium of a position that you might be able to trade other guys for. But if I'm the Guardians, I'm probably not asking for anything less than Miller or Wu from a starting pitching perspective. If they want to go elsewhere, like, they feel that they're pretty strong in the infield with, like, Brian Rochio as, like, their top prospect. If they wanted to, say, go get an outfielder, like, Gabby Gonzalez could fit into them for them pretty well since they moved on from... Shut up. <laughs> since Gabby Gonzalez could fit into their organization a bit better since they moved on from Oscar Gonzalez. So, I don't know. You know, it's it's tough to see because this rumor is very young. It's very new. Like, not a whole lot has kind of formed around it. So... As far as like making a package, like do you like what are your thoughts as far as like what the Guardians would want? They would definitely want one of Miller Wu. Like they have to. That's where they need to start because if you're trade, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, if I'm the Mariners, I'm not giving them that. Yeah, I'm not. Not for two years of a guy who I feel like is a prime candidate for some sort of regression. Thank you. Bum, bum, that's, bum. That's the word. <laughs> Some sort of regression. I wanted to say repercussions. I think that, like you said, it, it, it it's an outlier year for him. Could, like, he could still be, if he is the guy that he was in 2023 for the Mariners, perfect. Like, that's great. Yeah. That's a great addition to your ball club. But I think that the Mariners need to go out there, and if they're trading Miller or Wu, they need to, and I've said this before, they need to go get a player very similar in terms of how long they are under club control and 
honestly, like that's why that's why the Reds fit so well for me. If if I'm trading for a young cost controlled player that can play the the infield, sure. But with Naylor, he's 27, so he's entering his prime. I think that the banning of the shift definitely helped him. Yeah, in my opinion, I think that might be why we saw him hit 308. It's a good point, and I think that. I don't know. I'm I personally am not giving up anything more than like Emerson Hancock and like Gabby Gonzalez. That's it. I think that package actually could be okay. Maybe that you throw in like another like low end starting pitcher or like some sort of pitcher in there if you want to, if they ask for a little bit more. But yeah, I think I'd be okay with parting ways with Gabby in a trade here because the Mariners don't really need the outfield help that Gabby would provide in three in two to three years. They need it now, and Gabby's not gonna be that guy for them. So I think if you are willing to move away someone from your prospect list, it would be him. They don't really have a need for a guy like Harry Ford because they've got Bo Naylor right there. And I think Cole Young's pretty untouchable. I think Cole Emerson's pretty untouchable. But again, they're pretty set up the middle so long as Andres Jimenez bounces back and their top prospect fulfills what, you know, his role should be as the top prospect. But I don't, I I, I don't know. The, the issue I see with Naylor is that the Mariners, this is the perfect guy for them, in my opinion, as far as what they're looking for in terms of reducing contact or reducing strikeouts and improving contact. He has reduced his strikeout percentage every year since coming to Cleveland. 2021 is at 18%, 16.1% in 2022, and a measly 13.7% in 2023. Like, he was very, very good for Cleveland in 2023. And I think that's something that the Mariners are going to try and target. And you mentioned, you know, he's entering his prime age season, 27 so I think it makes a lot of sense, but I'd just be worried that we'd give up too much. And, you know, there's other, I don't want to say like lower end trades that the Mariners could make, but we saw the package for Tyler O'Neill. Like we saw that trade go down after the Mariners were like, we're rumored, or not the Mariners weren't like that, but reporters were like, we're, the Mariners are rumored to be in talks, you know, being interested in Tyler O'Neill. And like two hours later, he gets traded to the Red Sox for, you know, thing one and thing two. Does that mean? That's not nice. Is that mean? Wow. But, but like the return package to the Cardinals does not, that seems like a trade the Mariners could have made if they wanted to go get Tyler O'Neill. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I think that, I mean, defensively, you would have had a great defensive outfield if you would have kept Kelnick and then traded Tyler O'Neill and like the buffest. Oh my goodness. Just super stonky. So dude. strong. Yeah. But like, I think that the package that the Red Sox gave up for Tyler O'Neill, the Mariners could have done, like, I think that Emerson Hancock is better than both of them. Sure. That, that the Red Sox gave up. So, like, I honestly feel like that was, like, Darren McCacken and, like, Tommy Malone. <laughs> Whoa, bro. <laughs> Taking shots. No, obviously, obviously not. But, like, the return that the Cardinals got in Nick Robertson and Victor Santos wasn't all that enticing, I guess. That, I think that the Mariners could have matched that easily. And yeah. I think that – I don't know, like, like an exact replica for the Mariners, obviously. Like, it doesn't fit. But Santos was 23. Yep. Robertson's 25. Robertson was pretty bad in 2023. And Santos had Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So it's like, these are guys that are lottery tickets, in my opinion, for the Cardinals. And I understand why the Cardinals, obviously we, we know the Cardinals, just they just need pitching. It makes sense. I think that this opened the door for when like Brendan Donovan comes back for them for somebody. Maybe Donovan. Could be, nah, probably not with his elbow. I don't know. Somebody in that infield to go then play left field for them if they need them to, along with having guys like Jordan Walker and Dylan yeah. Carlson, etc. And so it made sense for the from the Cardinals' perspective. But I think that if they would have traded it with the Mariners, it would have been 
the like would Walter Ford have gone? Probably. I, that's the first name that kind of stuck out to me within our system is like one of those guys I could see being like the Walter Ford if it was a Mariners package. And you know, maybe the Cardinals saw something with the Red Sox package that they liked more than if the Mariners had ever even made an offer. Because, I mean, sure, O'Neill would have been a fine piece to have out there in the outfield, but it's not my favorite pick from this offseason, right. I guess, of trade speculation. His strikeout percentage is not great, but it's not necessarily the worst thing ever. So, I don't know. I think you're kind of banking on O'Neill bouncing back to the original reason why I think the Mariners got interested in, interested in him again after they traded him for Marco Gonzalez is like, oh, he hit 30 bombs? Okay, we should try and bring him back. And, and he was put, like in the MVP MVP uh, race. Yeah, like he was like in 21. Or very, 20. very good season. And he hasn't really been the same player since then. I mean, in yeah, 2021, he put up a 148 OPS plus, but in 2022 and 2023, he was below league average. He was below 100. So it's kind of like, what player are you getting? And are you willing to take that risk for trading Walter Ford and like Tyler Guff? Maybe, maybe, right. but again, if the Mariners are going to trade from their higher end of pitching prospects at some point this offseason, if they need to go out and quat and acquire a bat, maybe they didn't see this trade really fitting in with them. And you know, there's been other talks like maybe like a Max Kepler or a Jorge Polanco, like the twins, both those guys, they exercise their option and they're getting paid 10 million, but the Twins trying to shed their payroll, so they probably don't want them on their team. I think both guys could make a decent amount of sense. I'd probably prefer Kepler over Polanco at this point. If you go out and get them both, sure, but then the package gets a bit more expensive. For Kepler, because it is only one year, you're not trading Miller a woo, right? No, God, no. Absolutely not. I'm even maybe not willing to trade Hancock. Oh. I, I personally am not in love with Max Kepler. I know that everyone is. But I, I don't think that he's a great... I mean, left-handed bat in the middle of the Mariners' order, yes. He would probably hit 30-plus homers for the Mariners' saying if he stays healthy. Whoa. You think you don't you don't like that? You don't like 30-plus? I 30 mean, plus? I, I've just seen so much power get sapped from guys that we penciled in as, yep, 30 homers. And yeah, but he's happen. a lefty and yeah. mobile. I guess that's you know? fair. You know, playing to the, to the right field a little bit. Maybe yeah. he'd, like, hit a home run into, like, the Hit It Here Cafe. Yo. The Hit It Here podcast, dude. Um, the twins are an interesting team to me because they just lost Luke Malley, right? Or Tyler, Tyler Malley. Yeah. Luke it's... Malley. Who, Luke Malley's a catcher, I think. He is right? a catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Malley. Sonny Gray. Gray. Yep. Like, so they need, yeah, they need pitching and they need league ready, like MLB ready pitching, but I'm not willing to go Miller or Wu. And again, Hancock's an option, but I still don't love that. I don't love giving up six years of Emerson Hancock for one year of Max, Max Kepler. Kepler yeah. Who, you know, I he's pretty good defensively, right? But it's like, okay. Could you go get that elsewhere and not have to yeah, give up I, some of your pitching? I, I totally agree. I feel like you could go find Max Kepler on, on the free agent market this offseason if you yeah. wanted to. During the live stream, I had a trade that I, I've had in my head for a little bit. And... It is involving the Baltimore Orioles, and we're trading either Bryce Miller or Brian Wu, whichever one, whichever one you'd prefer, okay? And we'd be getting back Keston Hirstead and mm -hmm. Connor Norby as okay. positional players. And then in that as well, getting Tyler Wells, a guy that pitched for them last year, pretty solid, like a 3-5 ERA in 2023, but not a whole lot of, like, not like a big track record for him. I think he's set to make, like, a million in arbitration next year. And 
I think if the if Baltimore really needs pitching, like they I feel like they seem like they do, right? I mean, sure you lose Kyle Gibson, but like that's not really that big of a loss because Oh no. Right. But they probably want young, controllable starting pitching to pair with Grayson Rodriguez going forward. And I think Miller Wu is a great addition to that. I think that they could be, you know, the second in command to you know, as Grayson Rodriguez continues to develop and, you know, fit in with Dean Kramer and Kyle Bradish, if you will. Would you accept that trade if you're the Mariners? By the Mariners, yes. Yeah. And by the Orioles, no. No. Does it is it too much asking for their prospects like Kierstead and Norby? Uh yeah, I feel like that's a lot. Okay. Like like maybe one of the one of them. Okay. Like if you can so, get Heston Kierstead yeah. and Tyler Wells, I'm in. Sure. But yeah, when you're adding Norby on top of it, it's ugh, see because he's for me. He's not super valuable to them because sure he he can play he's second base outfield prospect mainly second base but he can play the outfield but they've got you know Colton Cowser they've got like Cedric Mullins out there in center you've got Santander out there in right and if you know sure if you're losing Kierstead you don't really have that option anymore but they've still got Austin Hayes and for infield it's super crowded there you know obviously Gunnar Henderson Jackson Holiday. You've got Joey Ortiz. You've got Jordan Westberg. So I don't really know if they have a place for Norby to play. And maybe they're willing to move off of him because he doesn't really have a spot. And I feel like they could use him in a bigger trade package, though. You think so? Like, like I would, like... Use that I like would, a Dylan Cease or a Shane Bieber Dylan trade? Dylan exactly. Okay. Yeah, like, I think that that is the level that you're talking when you have both Kierstad and Norby okay. in it. I think... I would, I would think so. But... Sure. Who 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 the heck knows? I like if you were to add like let's say you in this package you had Bryce Miller and I don't know it's like maybe even a reliever to add to their already great bullpen. Yeah, they you just signed Kimbrel because Bautista's out. You give them someone to go out there with Cano and CNL Perez. Someone you know it doesn't have to be like I don't think it has to be a young guy like Prelander, but it could no. be I don't know like you could like. Trent Thornton, you all yeah. want Trent Thornton, sure, yeah. right? I mean, it's not great, but it's m- more major league pitching depth that they wouldn't have without it. So mm-hmm. maybe it could work. Yeah, I see that. So Joe, what about like just trading Bryce Miller for Jordan Westberg straight up? They went to the same high school. You think that you wanna you wanna you wanna test the waters there? You wanna see how <laughs> how strong that friendship really is? <laughs> They're traded think, for each other. <laughs> yeah, I one to one. I think I don't know. Like Westberg's good. I think I might want something small in return with him. There's a lot of things I think that will start to naturally unfold, especially after Otani signed his bajillion dollar contract, which the Mariners looking at it were never, they never were ever going to touch 700. I don't think they would ever touch 600. I, if, if the Mariners ever touch 400, (laughs) you'd be surprised. I will, my mouth will be on the floor. Yeah. I mean, it's just the length that gets it to that. Right. Because right. You know, 10 years it's just that's such uh, all of these contracts now are these massive like nine to 12 year deals that just and uh, haven't haven't these teams seen like what has happened with those deals like yeah. like think about the josh hamilton contract i mean then i'm just gonna pick on the angels here the hamilton contract the cj wilson contract the pool holes contract contract yeah. like you know they don't work out nine times out of ten occasionally you you have some that do yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some that work out. Like, the Miggy contract worked out for them pretty well. Yeah. Up until that last year or two. But that's okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Miguel Cabrera, and your team sucks anyway. So mm-hmm. who cares? Um, like, the Robinson Cano contract would have been a dumpster fire for the Mariners had they not been able to get out from under it when they did. 
Yeah. These long-term deals, albeit they're like, these guys are younger that are signing these deals because like, like for example, Juan Soto. Juan Soto's probably going to get a 12-year deal. Yeah. And I won't be shocked at mm, all. No. So, I mean, he's going to be what, 26? Yeah. He's young enough to get, he's young enough to get a deal more than 10 years and not be into his 40s when it's over (laughs) yeah or like you know into the second half of his 30s very deeply right like he is young enough where this deal is going to create a new precedence Mm -hmm. for you know these superstars that are 24 or 25 signing these deals getting out of the arbitration battle of whatever the otani contract is crazy what's going to happen after this i think will be very telling for how the rest of the mlb kind of reacts yeah it'll be very interesting to see what what happens now because this is the this is supposed to be the the straw that broke the camel's back or mm-hmm. camel you know what i mean like it's supposed to, to get this thing going i think that the otani signing is going to lead to some interesting moves for the blue jays yeah like losing out on otani i think that now they have a lot of work to do because obviously the teams that were in on otani the dodgers the you know giants maybe the blue jays the cubs etc they they were waiting to see if they were going to be spending 70 million a year AAV for the next 10 years. Yep. Now they know they don't have to, they can go reallocate that money elsewhere. And like, could, could we see the Cubs then look to bring Cody Bellinger back? Maybe. Yeah. Like I mean, I, that wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. It makes sense. He's also a opinion. big fit for the, the blue Jays as well. If they're losing yeah. Kevin Kiermaier, he's just going to go be their center fielder. So yeah, I think this next week I'm, I mean, I'm hoping I'm praying that moves are going to happen because i'm you know even after otani signed which was arguably in the most boring destination for him as far as like excitement could buzz we like, all knew it yeah. yeah like we all knew it was going to happen to the dodgers like i was waiting for more stuff to, to, to take its place oh and it'll be interesting because a lot of times like right around you know the week or so before christmas everyone's just like okay like let's just take a little break so yeah take a relax yeah and then stuff starts kind of kicking off again as you get closer to new the new year. Mm-hmm. And I think that this week, like you said, could be a big one. Teams trying to get their shopping done before the holidays. Because a lot of... I, there are GMs that just like to have it all done. And so that they can go into the new year and prepare the team as they see fit. But because of this Otani thing, that didn't happen yeah. for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So a flurry of moves... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to expect it. Because... You can never expect that. True. But like if someone like Bellinger signs tomorrow, I'm not going to be shocked yeah. at all because it's just now that now the wheels can start turning on this offseason. And, you know, one of the biggest wheels, you know, the Mariners have been rumored to be in on a pretty big free agent. You know, they uh, that man is Mitch Garver. That was segways are weird. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. Yeah. 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 Mitch Garver. Well, how do you feel about Mitch Garver, Joe? Mitch Garver's fine. I think it can make sense. I just then would scratch my head at the Gino trade a little bit and getting Sebi Savala in that deal because he doesn't have any minor league options. If you send him down, he's just going to probably go get picked up somewhere else. So maybe you could have gotten someone different in that trade. If you go out and sign Garber as your backup catcher and your DH first backup catcher, because you don't want him as your catcher. You don't want him taking many reps behind the plate at this point in his career, but solid offensive guy you know for the rangers last year and i don't know i'm not against it you know it's hard to be against a guy they hit like 270 or 280 last year 
for the Texas Rangers, a guy who a few years ago hit like 34 home runs. Yeah, those home runs for the Twins were in 2019. He hit 31, and then, like you said, 2023 for the Rangers, he did hit 270. A little bit of injury concern with Garver as well. Only played in 87 games last year, so, you know, DH only to avoid those injuries as much as you can. I think this mm-hmm. is just, you know, better Tom Murphy, realistically. He would cost probably like 10 to $12 million on the market, but... It could be a decent fit, you know, let you get some thump in there in your lineup, which is what the Mariners want. And if they're willing to do a DH only, this could be an avenue that they go. I would rather go Turner or Martinez at that point. Yeah. Than Mitch Garver if you're doing DH only, just because, you know, proven guys, um, a little bit more projectability with them. Garver, I feel like, has been very hit or miss, especially with his injuries. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to have to commit a ton of years to i think garver you'll probably need to sign to a two three-year deal I yeah would think. he's only 32 gonna be 33 next year whereas like you're talking about jd martinez and justin turner they're, they're a bit one year contracts yeah, one of their year career. yeah exactly so i i don't know i garver's not not my favorite fit that garver's a guy that i think that you would use to finish off your your offseason plan like you would use him as like your final piece Sure. Because he can't be the big guy you go out and get and you spend half your resources there. Mm-hmm. He's He should be more of a luxury where you're like, oh, hey, I you know we have $10 million we haven't used yet that John found under his couch. So let's, uh, you know, let's go get, let's go get Mitch Garver. Cool. Like, I think that J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, those are the guys that you need to be looking at if you're going DH only. Um, I don't, I don't think the Mariners will do that, honestly. DH I, only I still seems don't. like a stretch. Like, it'll be a guy that can go play maybe... 30, 40 games out in an actual position for you. But mm-hmm. I mean, their willingness to be more flexible with that DH position as opposed to where they've been at with it years in years past points me in the direction like, okay, maybe they will, they could go get a, like a Turner or a Martinez, but I don't disagree with you. Like you need a little bit more flexibility with that player anyways. Mm-hmm. I think again, if you're the Mariners, you need to be looking at a trade for a young controllable hitter. And the Reds just make a lot of sense to me. And I broke down their young, controllable hitters on the video on the screen. Now go ahead and check that one out. Next, I appreciate you guys watching this episode of the Hit It Here podcast presented by Bet Online and Go Mariners. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 